Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing Word from God. God bless you. We're going to go right into the Word of God and uh, let's go into Genesis chapter 22. The, the title of my message tonight is Pass the Test, Unlock the Blessing. Pass the test, unlock the blessing. Will you turn to your neighbor and tell him, hey, make sure you pass the test so you can unlock the blessing. Come on, tell him with an attitude, so you can unlock the blessing. And if you know they're not passing the test, just give them a little, come on, that's, that word is for you tonight. Man, I just saw some husbands looking at their wives like, hey, that's for you. I don't know if that's going to go well tonight. It's all good. Hey, pass the test, unlock the blessing. Genesis chapter 22, we'll start in verse 1. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham. God tested Abraham. How many of you love to be tested? Come on, has your spouse ever tested you? Come on, we're a marriage getaway week. Has your spouse ever tested you? I hate it when my wife asks me questions that, that like there's no right answer. It's like, a tr you know it's a tricky question. It's like, hey... You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have I gained weight? No, not at all. No, do, do you like my outfit? You know, what, what do you think about my outfit? It's like, it, it doesn't matter what you say, you know. If, so there's so many questions that are, you know, so, so I'm not even going to dig myself in a hole tonight. Come on, let's just stop right there. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham. And said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Then he said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. And offer him, offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him. And Isaac, his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, everybody say the third day. Come on, third day is prophetic. Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship. And we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife. And the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father... And he said, here I am, my son. Then he said, look, the fire and the wood, but there, where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came to the place of which God had told them. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Stop right there. So if you've never heard this story, what you're listening to, it's actually true. It's, it's kind of crazy, but it's true. God tells Abraham, hey, I want you to take Isaac, your son whom you love, and take him up on a mountain to offer him as a burnt offering. It's kind of crazy, I know. And I want you to know that God is not into, into uh, um, you know, a human sacrifice. But it was a test for Abraham. Abraham goes up and he's just about, he's just about to sacrifice 
Isaac, his son, and this is where we pick up in the story. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Since you have not withheld those things that are close to you. Since you have not withheld what's most precious to you. Since you have not withheld what you hold in your hands with a, a tight grip. You haven't withheld it. If you look at the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is a kingdom of generosity. It's a kingdom of giving. I believe tonight that as, as we go through this message, the Holy Spirit is going to reveal to us areas of our lives where we're holding on too tightly to these things. Perhaps it could be a dream. It could be a promise. It could be, a, it could be, a, a, it could be money. And how do, you know, how do you know if there's something that you're holding on too tightly to? When, well, when, when, when it gets mentioned, you kind of trick, you know, something gets triggered and you get like a little bit of a, a weird sensation. We talk about money at church and it's like, oh, here we go about money. It might be a good indicator that we might be holding too tightly to, to our money. How about time? Time is another one. Time, there's, there's, there, I know people that you mention, you know, hey, let's, let's serve in church. Come on, let's, let's sow into the house of God our time and, and let's, let's volunteer. There's so many teams that we can together build the house of God. And listen, there's a flow that happens from heaven when we sow into the church with our time and we volunteer. Man, there's the high team, there's the response team, there's DNA, there's the ushers, there's security, there's production. Give it up for production. Is the worship team, come on, is the, is the ministry team. There's all kinds of teams. Come on, let's soul, let's volunteer. Oh, I, 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 no, no, man. I, I come to church Sundays and, that, that, and that's it for me. That, that's. Sunday. Maybe twice a month. That's it. And you notice the countenance kind of changes. Because they might be holding on to their time too tightly. But he said, take your son whom you son, whom you love, up on the mountain, whom his son Isaac, who was really close to his heart. Do not lay your hand on the ladder, do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horn. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place the Lord will provide, which in Hebrew is Jehovah Jireh. You've heard the term, the, 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 the term Jehovah Jireh. It means the Lord will provide. That's where we get the term. The Lord will provide, as it is said to this day. In the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing I will bless you and multiply and I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies in your seat. All the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. How many of you would like for God to just speak that to you? Hey, because you've obeyed my voice in blessing, I'll bless you. And in multiplying, I'll multiply you. How awesome is that? Amen. Amen, amen. Well, my first point tonight is pass the test. Pass the test. Is, is God testing you? Is there, is there an area in your life where you feel tested by God? 
Perhaps it's a tithe, it's an offering, perhaps it's vision builders. It might be your relationships. It might be forgiveness. It might be uh, your relationship with your, with your spouse. It might be your children. Is there an area in your life where you feel tested by God? The beautiful thing about tests is that tests are not meant to demote us. They're meant to promote us. You know, when you went to, in, to school the sixth grade and, and you took a test and at the end of the year, how about, how about high school? You know, you're 11th grade and you're taking tests, you're taking your finals. What is, the, what is the purpose of those tests? It's for promotion. It's for advancement. It's for growth. It's for you going to the next level. Anytime we see a test in our lives, it's not so that, oh, God is so mean, he's testing me again. No, God is trying to promote us. God is trying to add to us. God is trying to give to us. God is trying to lift us up and raise us up. That's the whole purpose of test. So if there's an area in your life right now where you feel tested, that, that you feel like you keep coming around the same mountain over and over and over and over again, perhaps we haven't passed the test. But listen, pass the test so we can unlock the blessing. God says, Abraham, hey, he says, Abraham, Abraham, I want you to take Isaac, your son whom you love, up on the mountain. Now for us, it's easy to see Isaac and be like, well, he had his son and that's powerful. But if we don't know the rest of the story, it took Abraham 25 years of believing for the promise. Isaac represented a promise fulfilled in Abraham's life. How many of you are believing for a promise from God? How many of you are believing? How many, how many of you have heard promises from God? Maybe a prophetic word, maybe a word from God as you read at home in your Bible, maybe through a preaching, through a message, or maybe, maybe it was someone prayed for you and God promised you something. How do you know God promised you something? Because when you close your eyes, your future looks brighter and you can see things you've never seen before because you're sticking to the promise of God and it gets you excited because you believe that God can do anything and you believe that your best days are yet to come. They're not behind you, but they're in front of you. Come on, somebody. You believe that growth is coming. Come on, businessman, businesswoman. You believe there's more coming, more customers, more clients. Come on, there's, a, there's an addition of revenue. There's a multiplication coming. Come on. There's so many promises from God. Isaac represented that promise. Maybe you're believing for a child. Maybe you're believing for a baby. Maybe you're believing for a spouse. Maybe you're believing for healing. Maybe you're believing for restoration with a family member, which I am actually believing for restoration with a, for a, fam with a family member that's close to me. What are you believing for? Come on, God gives us promises. Isaac represented a promise fulfilled. But there was 25 years of believing. And after the 25 years, it's like, oh my gosh, I got my promise. Isaac is born. Now they, theologians believe he's in between the areas of 13 and 16 years old. And imagine just like his promise was fulfilled. He's living, uh, Abraham is living his best life. It's like, my gosh, I'm on cloud nine. Everything I've been believing for, it's there. And then God just comes to test him. 13 years later, living on cloud nine, everything is going awesome. Has that ever happened to you? Things are going well. And, and you look back, you're like, what the happened? Like, things were fine. Like, 2021 was great. What happened in 2022? Let's not mention 2020. It's like, what happened? Like, and you find yourself and it's like, oh my gosh. Has that ever happened to you? Where God says, hey, the Bible is so funny. The Bible says, God tested Abraham. God tested him. 
God tested him, and Isaac represented that fulfillment of a promise. See, it's easy to, to look at, even look at testimonies on the screen of people that have experienced great breakthrough and, and incredible stories of breakthrough and fulfillment. And you're like, my gosh, that looks awesome. But that looks really far away from your reality. Has, have, you ever, have you ever gone through that where you, you, you can relate to, gosh, that, that, that looks, and, and it's like, it's like we, we want to go from A to Z in a second, 60 minutes, you know, 60 seconds. Remember that movie, 60 Seconds with Nicolas Cage? That, that movie kind of messed us up. We're not supposed to go like that right away. My Tesla messed me up from zero to 60 in like two seconds. You know, the microwave generation. How many of you get hungry sometimes and you go in the fridge and like, oh, I got to cook. Nah, I'd just rather be hungry. I'll go to sleep. Has that ever happened to you? Or you go to cereal. Come on, is there milk in the house? Is there cereal in the pantry? Babe, how come there's no cereal? It's my go-to. Chips and salsa. I said, babe, at least I got to have chips and salsa and some cereal. Because if, if I'm too lazy, I go to my cereal. Come on, somebody. Any cereal people in the house? Am I the only one? That's why I don't have a six-pack, Pastor Mike. It's all good. I can live with that. I can do cereal, chips and salsa. And if I've been going through a lot of stress, I just can medicate a little bit with some eating. You know what I'm saying? But that's just me. I'm just confessing right now. That bitching sauce. Oh, my gosh. Is it okay to say bitching sauce? It's a brand. You had bitching sauce? Oh, it's so good. Where was I? Zero to 60. And then we went to the Tesla. And then we went to eating. <laughs> What's going on tonight? We, 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 try, we, we see the testimonies. We see the promises. We see all the crazy things that, like amazing blessings from God. The God stories is, you know, A to Z right away. Can I, can I, can I tell you, it's not always like that. It takes time. It took Abraham 25 years of believing. Listen, when my wife and I launched a business, I remember... It was 2010 when I started this process. It was, it was a lot of pain and a lot of suffering and a lot of believing and a lot of praying and a lot of prophesying and a lot of highs and lows and a lot of giving and sowing and believing year after year after year after year until God showed up. Because God is not so in, much su super interested. Listen, he's interested in giving you, but he's more interested in making you. He was more interested in making me. God, and all that happened in Abraham's heart because he was not just interested. He could have given him Isaac right away, but he was making him. He was making him. And according to the level of responsibility that you want in your life, according to what Pastor Mike was saying, the making might get harder. And the making might take longer. And the making might, might, might hurt more than if it was just a little bit. But God was making Abraham. Listen, if you're here tonight and you feel like, like you're in this process of the making and it hurts and, and it's, it's sad and it's depressing at times and nobody knows what you go through in your room and you're crying and you're literally on your knees in tears praying and believing God for those promises, I'm telling you, you might just find yourself in a place where God is just, is just making you and he's just shaping you and he's transforming you and he's making you to a man and a woman that can sustain the blessing and the promises that God has for you. Come on, somebody. Can you believe with me tonight? God is just, God is just going at it. And if you look at the, the potter and the clay, sometimes there's the beating of the clay. And it hurts sometimes. But can I tell you tonight? 
that even if it hurts, listen, we have a God, a heavenly father that loves us. We know that God is good. His love is everlasting. His mercy endures forever. And he's for us, not against us. This is a word for someone tonight. Listen to me. Maybe you look around and your reality doesn't feel like God loves you. In fact, it feels the opposite because of maybe, maybe relationships or your, your marriage. There was a, I knew of a pastor, you're going to tell us a story of this lady that the, the evangelist, it was Dr. Cho. Dr. Cho comes and evangel to evangelize this lady. And he goes, hey, excuse me, oh, mom, excuse me, oh, this is Dr. Cho, my Korean impersonation of Dr. Cho. Oh, he goes, would you like to go to heaven? If you don't believe in Jesus, you're going to end up in hell. She goes, oh, hell? Have you seen where I live? If hell, I don't think hell could be worse than this. You might find yourself in a place like that, in a situation like that. But can I tell you, just rest assured that God is with you and God is for you. And if he is for you, who can be against you? And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And God is shaping you and God is making you. Come on, somebody. And God believes in you and God is fighting for you. Come on, and God is setting the stage, working, perhaps working behind the scenes, just setting the next stage. Because the blessing is about to come. There's a process. There's a making. There's a making. Can I just encourage you to believe? Keep believing. Keep praying. Keep prophesying. Keep declaring. I can be a bit of an emotional person at times. And my wife is like, what's wrong with you? Why are you like so up and down all the time? I'm like, don't worry about it. But every time I feel so down and so low and so discouraged, I just close my eyes, I put on some worship, and I just begin to pray. I say, God, God, I love you. God, will you come and meet with me? Holy Spirit, breathe on me. I begin to pray in the Spirit. And all of a sudden, I just feel his, this wave of, of refreshing and encouragement. And that's when I know that his hand is upon me. And as much as it hurts, God is making me and shaping me and molding me and preparing me. Could I just suggest tonight that maybe, just maybe, God is preparing us. God is preparing us. God is preparing us. Take your son Isaac, whom you love, up on the mountain and offer him there as a burnt offering. Interesting how God uses the word offering. Why is it? Why do you think? What, I love what Pastor Jurgen says. You know, I just, you know, it's so easy to, 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 to run a church nowadays and to grow a church. You just, whatever you hear in the world, just do the opposite, okay? Whatever the spirit of the sage is doing, like, oh, you know, we need uh, LGBTQ in the schools. Okay, obviously do the opposite. Oh, we just, you know, we just, uh, we can't have, we shouldn't have women pastors in the church. Okay, do the opposite. 
And of course, always according to the Bible, and we, we, we believe that we are, we, we live according to the Bible, but everything you hear out there, just do the opposite. Why do you think? Listen, if I was the devil, if I was the enemy, and I, I, one, of the, one of the things that would I would attack the most if I was the devil would be the offering. And I'd make you, I'd make you, man, I, I would just whisper in your ear. I wouldn't leave you alone if I knew there was, there was something big waiting for you. If I knew there was a big promise ahead of you. If I could see the potential and the big destiny on your life, perhaps to handle big finances. Come on, in, 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 in a blessed family, in a prosperous family. Come on, Prosperity 360. Your, your finances, your health, your spirit, soul, and body prospering. If I could see it from afar, if I was the enemy, I would just come and whisper. Here they come to talk about money again. Oh, Vision Builders Month. Why don't you go to a different church where they don't talk about money? Did you know that offerings are a weapon? They're not for God, they're for us. Offering is a weapon that God gives us. Watch what happens. Watch what happens. He says, take him up on a mountain and offer him there as a burnt offering. Do you think God, listen, we know the rest of the story. Do you think God was trying to take Isaac away? Was God, let me ask you a question. Was God trying to take Isaac away from Abraham? Why did he ask for Isaac? Why did he ask for him? Come on, talk to me. Why, why did he ask for Isaac? What was closest to his heart? It's almost like, like, like God gave him the key and it was up to Abraham to see if he would unlock the blessing. Unlock the blessing. Unlock the blessing. Unlock the blessing. If I, if I, can, if, if I can walk in obedience, I can unlock the blessing. If I pass the test, I can unlock the blessing. Watch what happens. Where do we get, you know, the term Jehovah Jireh? There's songs written, Jehovah Jireh. They're all over the place. We know the term Jehovah Jireh. I say, God, Jehovah Jireh, come on, provide when things get tough. When did God reveal himself to Abraham as Jehovah Jireh? A lot of us want to see God as a provider. Oh, I just, God is my, how come he provides for you but not for me? How, how, how come, when did God reveal himself as the provider, Jehovah Jireh? Listen, God, actually, that moment transformed Abraham's life. See, God was trying to transform Abraham and, and make him into a man. He was, he was, he asked for Isaac because he was trying to transform him. Vision builders, it's an opportunity for us to be transformed. When did God reveal himself as Jehovah Jireh? after the offering I wonder if there's some of us tonight that have not seen God as Jehovah Jireh because we're still withholding I'm still withholding I can't I'm still withholding but when we release the blessed that the, what's deep closest to our hearts and finances is one of them watch God reveal himself as Jehovah Jireh We've been tested. I remember 
2018 we were we were trying to save we moved into this house we believed in faith we we took territory we we bought this house that was you know a stretch for us and and here we know oh the front yard is not ready and the backyard is just dirt nobody told me that or perhaps I just missed those details so we moved into the house and and we're kind of like trying to make it happen and and oh we actually have to build a backyard and build a front yard and well there's not enough money we're trying to save money then we hear about vision builders and we felt I remember a testimony of calling Higginbottom said he said you know before we got into it was a great testimony of their house he said before we got into this house we sowed a big offering to vision builders because we knew it was time to build the house of God before I built my house and that inspired me so much I said babe we got to build the house of God first and we pledged the biggest number we would ever pledge we we committed the biggest number we'd ever committed to vision builders we fulfilled it within a year can I tell you because of that commitment God unlocked and brought back to us ten times what we committed to vision builders and I, I have countless stories we sold our house at a massive I mean there's and I can't tell you the number of, of testimonies of blessings that I've experienced as I've released what God has given me I say God is yours and every time there's an opportunity for transformation God was trying to unlock Abraham. You know what else he was trying to do? He was trying to remove the spirit of poverty away from him. And break the, the poverty mindset away from him. He said, if I can get Isaac to understand that he doesn't have to withhold the only son whom he loves, that, that is close to him, give it and give him to me, that I will give him more. When he released it, God said, because you've obeyed my voice in blessing, I'll bless you. And in multiplying, I will multiply you. Some of us really are fighting a poverty mindset and a, and a, and a spirit of poverty that, that tries to get to us. Maybe because of generational curses, maybe it's the, the way we think, maybe it's the way, the way that we were uh, brought up. But I believe tonight we're going to pray and God's going to break it off in the name of Jesus. In fact, I believe God's about to reveal Himself to us as Jehovah Jireh. Can we stand tonight as we pray? If I can have the worship team come up. Come on, if you're here tonight and you'd like to really catch a revelation of God as Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, my provider, my provider in every area of your life, in your finances, come on, your family, in every area. You want to see, go to the next level of Jehovah Jireh. I want you to raise your hand and say, that's me. I, I want to go to the next level of Jehovah Jireh. Okay, we're going to pray in just a moment. And if you're here tonight, you can close your, you can, you, you can put your hands down. And if you're here tonight and you know there is a, a poverty mindset that needs to be broken off of your life. And that's something that I go after as often as I can, as often as I remember. Almost every day I say, I come against the spirit of, I break contract with the spirit of poverty right now in the name of Jesus. And I declare that I, that I receive the abundance of God and I see the abundance in every area of my life in the name of Jesus. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand and say, that's me. I want to break off a spirit of poverty. That's you. I want you to come to the front. We're going to pray. Just a moment. Spirit of poverty. Just come to the front. We're going to pray. We're going to believe that God is going to break that yoke in the name of Jesus. Spirit of poverty. Lack. In fact, you see it. You've seen it in previous generations. Manifestations of poverty and lack. 
it kind of it, it feel you feel like it comes after you and it chases after you and another way you can know that a spirit of poverty comes after you listen I fight it and I break it off constantly is when 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 money gets tied and it really triggers you like you start manifesting almost you start really worrying and, and freaking out because of, of finances towards the end of the month or halfway through the month and you're seeing what's coming and you know money has a hold of you. I'm telling you, I know, I'm telling you this because I live it and I have to break it off in the name of Jesus. And I break it off in the name of Jesus. We're going to pray. In fact, let's just go back into some worship. And as we worship, come on, just lift up your hands to heaven. Watch the Holy Spirit touch us tonight. You'll never conquer me, cause I belong to Jesus. Never alone. I'm never alone. I'm never abandoned. Feel never conquer me, cause I belong to Jesus. about this by the way but I see a picture of you in deep frustration and almost like 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 righteous anger and indignation is you and God nobody else watching and you crying out to God and and desperate for God to move in specific areas of your life and I, I, I as, as I saw it I felt the Holy Spirit saying tell Chris that I'm making him I am making him I am shaping him I am molding him I am with him. Will you remind him that my hand is upon him? Come on, that my hand is upon him. That I'm preparing him. Come on, that my blessing is upon him. 
watch the Holy Spirit Chris bring people to your life in the next couple of weeks in the next couple of months that are going to help you and propel you come on they're going to be like Barnabas is in your life they're going to encourage you open doors for you in the name of Jesus I prophesy it and declare come on it's the word of the Lord coming to you people are coming to you to help you almost to grab you by the hand and walk you through things that you're believing for come on you've been sowing into the house of God come on you've sown faithfully financially with your time and I declare come on God is not a man that he that he would lie and God is not mocked whatever a man sows that he will also reap it is an everlasting and a, and a, and a, a foundational truth of the scriptures and I believe that the harvest is coming for you, Chris, in the name of Jesus. The harvest is coming in Jesus' name. Come on. Come on, lift up our hands to heaven. Holy Spirit, we ask you to come. We come against generational curses of spirit of poverty and we release the spirit of generosity. I want you to close your eyes for a second and I want you to picture right now the things that you're holding on to too tightly. And I feel the Holy Spirit wanted me to tell you too that God is not mad at you for doing that. When I break off a religious spirit right now that is roaming around, that, that I, I feel some people almost feeling shame because you, you see yourself, you're holding on to things too tightly. But God is wanting to reveal Himself to you as, His fa as your Father in heaven. Gosh, it doesn't matter how mad my kids make me sometimes. I love them. And I see them, I forgive them, and I love them, and I grab them, and I touch them, and I kiss them, and I hug them. And I feel the Holy Spirit wanting to speak to you tonight that God loves you. He's your heavenly Father. And I come against this, I bind the spirit of, of religion right now in the name of Jesus. There's a religious spirit coming against you. How do you know what a religious spirit is? You feel condemnation constantly. Maybe a little too hard on yourself at times. You feel like God is mad at you. Sometimes you fall into a spirit of control, try to control things and I break it off right now in the name of Jesus off of your life and I bind it in Jesus' name and I release the spirit of freedom over you. Come on, receive the freedom from God right now in the name of Jesus. Receive freedom right now. Watch it flow through your body like a river. Come on, rivers of living water flowing from within. If you pray in the spirit, just begin to pray in the spirit right now. If you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, just receive it right now. Come on, watch, watch the freedom just flow through your body right now, your spirit, soul, and body in the name of Jesus. Come on, watch your heart come alive in the name of Jesus right now. Come on, I speak life to you. I speak life to your heart. Man, I see, I see your heartbeat. I see a picture of some of you have been flatlining, but watch the Holy Spirit touch you right now in the name of Jesus and bringing life back to you. Come on, encouragement. Man, your days, you're going to see like a light in front of you. Your days shining brighter in the name of Jesus. Man, God is restoring hope to your heart right now. To some of you, there's hope of being restored. You've been believing for something for so long, but watch the Holy Spirit restore the hope. Come on, restore the, the belief in those dreams. You actually stop believing. Man, I come against right now the spirit of death over your dreams. And in the name of Jesus, I declare the Holy Spirit is resurrecting hope in your heart. In Jesus' name. Come on. Come on, some of you have been flatlining, but watch. Watch the heartbeat come back to life. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Come on, in the name of Jesus.
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Come on, freedom, freedom. All over this room in the name of Jesus, freedom. Come on, freedom. And finally, we come against the spirit of poverty, poverty mindsets, of lack. We break them off right now in the name of Jesus. I see a picture of a yoke. Man, you're going to feel right now, your shoulders have been too tense. Watch them loosen up right now in the name of Jesus. I break it off now in Jesus' name. Come on, we release the spirit of generosity. Release the spirit of generosity. In fact, I want to take this moment right now to begin to pray. Um, I believe the Holy Spirit is, is trying to give us keys to unlock the blessing. Some of you are going to get a number right now of how much to give to vision builders. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Don't resist it. I'm telling you, don't resist it. Don't resist it. Man, I felt a little bit of, for some of you, it was like the life was sucked out of you. Parts of the room, the life was sucked out. Because the spirit of poverty and poverty minds are trying to rage against the spirit of generosity, but it just release it. Watch, watch. I want you to picture in your mind the things that you're holding on too tightly and watch yourself just releasing them. Releasing them. Release it. Open up your hands and release. Come on, everything that's in your life to God. Watch God touch it, bless it, multiply it. Jessica, would you lift up your hands to heaven? Come on, stretch your hands towards Jessica. just see the Holy Spirit I see the Holy Spirit it's almost like he sent some demons on assignment to whisper in your ears and it's almost like like it shocks you at time that why am I thinking about this negative thoughts perhaps just painful thoughts thoughts that you know they're not from you but I come against those voices right now and I, I say peace be still in the name of Jesus and demons I command you to leave in the name of Jesus Christ we bind them right now in Jesus name come on by the authority of the power of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ we cover you with his blood come on it's because of the blood of Jesus that you've been set free come on it's the resurrection of Jesus Christ that unlocks your faith come on and causes you to believe man I see scales coming off of your eyes right now in the name of Jesus scales coming off God is restoring vision into your heart, vision into your dreams. I remember you were a pathfinder, right? Come on, I see the dreams. I prophesy right now. Dreams that you had in the past are being restored right now in the name of Jesus. Man, I see, I see, a, I see a picture of you and your, your family, actually your husband together. Raul, where's Raul? He's not here. It's okay. I see you holding his hands and I see I see you guys doing something together. I don't know if it's ministry, I don't know if it's business, but I see you guys holding on tightly. 
come unto each other, holding on and fighting together. Come on, one may chase, but two. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Holy Spirit. Come on, release right now, spirit of freedom. Come on, the power of the Holy Spirit all over her in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Can we lift up our hands to heaven real quick? Come on. Thank you, Lord. God, we want more from you. We want more. We want all that you have for us. God, we want to have real encounters with you. Holy Spirit, we say you can have it all. You can have it all. Have our hearts, have our minds, have everything. Have our businesses, have our careers, have our hopes, our dreams. We surrender everything to you in the name of Jesus. And God, will you give us the grace and the anointing to pass the test so we can unlock the blessing in our lives in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.